Hello and welcome to RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast, with a unique insight into the workings of one of the most accomplished orchestras anywhere in the world. The theme music is different to other editions of RPO Extra this time because the theme heralds new work, new work that is, at the moment, a work in progress. Right now, you're listening to a 2007 recording of Benjamin Britten's The Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra, performed as part of that year's Proms series. The piece is being recorded again for 2020, but in a completely different way, guided and narrated as an entirely new project by internationally renowned conductor Alexander Shelley. I've been talking to Alexander about what's now in production, so if the piece has been recorded before by the RPO, why do it all over again under what are very challenging circumstances for the Royal Philharmonic? This project is about reaching out uh, from you know, the isolation of our homes and we want to uh, reinforce to our audiences that already know the orchestra and know this world, but also introduce to audiences that don't know this world. The excitement, the passion, the skill, the craftsmanship involved in uh, a symphony orchestra. And uh, Britain's Young Person's Guide seems like the perfect vehicle. And when you look at an orchestra like the Royal Philharmonic, you're looking at 85, in the case of this piece, 85 musicians. All of them are masters of their trade, giving their all, uh, playing to the, to the maximum of their abilities. So it's actually the most beautiful human uh, concept in orchestra because it's sort of a microcosm of what we want in society which is that everyone is free to achieve their best to to become who they want to be but you then place that at the service of the of the of the group and of the greater good so i want to try and transmit that and transport that to our audience orchestras are absolutely bursting at the seams uh, to say let us come and play let us show off exactly what we can do with the various families within the orchestra within the various desks online is a great way to be able to still join an orchestra are you are you hoping to to engage people with orchestral music as opposed to perhaps classical music as a result of this project absolutely um i mean i make i've written a new narration for for the young person's guide just one that that speaks uh a, a little bit more to the times we're in right now i allude to it more but i i also mention at the end that even though it's it's extraordinary that through uh, the wonders of modern technology, we can put together a virtual Royal, Royal Philharmonic with everybody performing from their homes. And it can sound great because it, it does sound great. There is no substitute for, for the live experience. And that's really true of, of everything. But when this is over and, and hopefully people have, have, uh, uh, have enjoyed the Young Person's Guide and found a little bit more about the orchestra, that we can then come together in a hall somewhere and kind of celebrate that uh, live and, and and hear the nuance which will always get lost because an audience is part of the performance. I, I say this often from the stage when I'm talking to, to, to audiences, but just as if you're in a room full of people and you're telling a story, if the room falls silent, you can sense as a speaker everyone listening. And the way you then tell a story, even if it's exactly the same words, and if even if it's you each time, the way you tell that story will change. 
So an audience is a fundamental part of a performance, and, and that's the thing that gets lost in the virtual world. Therefore, with this recording, in a sense, I suppose, the conductor suddenly is audible. Normally, the conductor doesn't get that chance. <laughs> Right. Well, it's the famous it's the famous thing. The sound of a conductor is silence because, you know, we're pretty useless unless we have great people in front of us. That You, you know, one has to admit that. And um, uh, and so, yeah, that's a that's a fun point. I mean, I, I begin by speaking by 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 giving an introduction to what's about to happen. And then you hear the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra start to play this famous theme by Henry Purcell, um, uh, because Benjamin Britten took this this old theme. Um, and he, he wrote a set of variations on it and then a fugue at the end as a way of introducing the orchestra. I, I point out in the narration, it's, you know, for those, those listeners who don't know Benjamin Britten or who don't know uh, uh, Purcell, they should imagine uh, Ed Sheeran writing a, a cover of a John Lennon song. And it's that sort of <laughs> level of a meeting of minds um, because Britten was most definitely uh, one of the greatest composers in the world in the 20th century. I mean, he's extraordinary, extraordinary British icon. And the same is true of, of Henry Purcell. So I, I mentioned that at the beginning and I, I, I tried to introduce it. And, and then as we go through, I, yes, I say a few words about each section and, and try and get a, give a sense of, of their idiosyncrasy. So yes, I'm present, which is nice. Lennon and Sheeran, now there's an interesting pairing. Maybe we can talk about that on another occasion. I shall look forward Absolutely. to that. <laughs> I shall look forward to that in due course. Of course, Benjamin Britten is a fantastic composer Composer, uh, to introduce people to the world of orchestral music. It's incredibly accessible music for all, isn't it? It is incredibly accessible music for all. The theme, I, I think that's why he, he, he picked the theme as well, because it's, it's got a lovely shape to it. It kind of sticks in the ear. Uh, when you listen to it, you kind of hum it all day long. It's a clear, succinct statement, the melody. And then what he does is he brilliantly, he puts that melody... Um, into the different sections. So we basically have the strings, we have the woodwinds, we have the brass and the percussion. And he will, he, he sort of uh, uh, gives an example of what each of those groups together sounds like. And then he breaks it down. So you hear the flutes alone, the oboes, the clarinets, the bassoons, and then you hear the first violins and, and the second violins together, the violas, the cellos, the basses, and then you hear the trumpets and the horns and the trombones and the tuba. And then you hear various percussion instruments. Of course, there's myriad percussion instruments. After having done this, he builds this fugue and it's a it's a, a stroke of genius because then he starts in order uh, with every instrument that he's introduced to us and as we reach the end of that finale he does something very clever with uh with meter as we call it so he has half of the orchestra playing in one time signature and the other uh, in a very different feel above it and it sounds like some magnificent edifice rising from underwater. It's, it's this moment that uh, makes your hair stand on end. It, it's astonishing music. The RPO is a fantastic orchestra with which to work, and you have worked with the RPO on many occasions in the past. You're an internationally renowned conductor. I guess with lockdown and the global pandemic, you must have felt uh, that, that degree of lockdown equally, if not more so than most. How have you been over the last three months? And is this a kind of refuge for you and your own artistic skills? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was in uh, Melbourne and then Sydney and I'd just flown to New Zealand uh, when then international flights started to be shut down. And I thought, oh, I better get home. My family, my, my wife and our little boy were in London. So I came back to London. 
but in the you know in the in the week since lockdown started, I was supposed to be in Canada and then in Sao Paulo, then back with the orchestra in London, then over in Germany, and then back in Canada again. And all those concerts have of course gone. Uh, but this project has been very important to me. The the Royal Philharmonic is such a brilliant orchestra, first of all, technically brilliant, one of the fastest orchestras in the world. But also, it's it's made up. It's a self-governing orchestra, and it's made up of people who are passionate uh, about the orchestra engaging with its audiences and its communities because they they live from that they thrive from that when they when they're performing at Cadogan Hall or the Royal Festival uh, sorry or the Royal Albert Hall or whether they're out around the country around the world uh, if they don't create a connection with their audiences and if they don't build their audiences their their model is not going to work they're not going to be able to exist so it's it's their passion but it's also fundamental to how they they work and and so this project kind of reflects that and i and i love that the royal philharmonic has um of course uh, recorded this piece before did you realize you were walking in the footsteps of james bond i found a version with sean connery doing a narration so have you packed your dinner suit and your wall for ppk just in case this goes on the road at some point i i tend to always travel with them just in case <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a Brit abroad and I have a relatively clean cut look so you know it always works um, I feel a little bit cowed now because of course Sean Connery is not only James Bond but he has one of the most fantastic speaking voices and iconic speaking voices in the world so I'm going to have to try and do my very best to to match that not that it will be possible but uh, uh, I didn't know that I'll have to have a listen before we, we uh, finish up the recording Somehow, I don't think he's got too much to worry about. There'll be more to come from Alexander shortly. But what about the technical challenges set by having so many musicians executing their parts alone in lockdown? Matt Knight is not only an instrumentalist with the RPO, he's also its vice chairman. And he's a bit of a technical maestro as well. Matt told me how his involvement in the Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra for 2020 began right from day one. Yeah, well, I mean, it sort of came up um, in a meeting of, of three players with Alexander Shelley. We thought, oh, this would be a great idea, you know. And it was only actually when I started to get into the nitty gritty of actually putting it together as tracks um, came in and things like that, that I realised what a huge undertaking um, we'd kind of embarked on. You know, there are 95 tracks in the opening movement and the last movement, which are the ones we've completed so far. There are 95 um, different instrumental tracks uh, and all of those have got to be lined up. They come up and they've got to be lined up with the click um, and put together and balanced and things like that. Um, and there's those two outer movements and 13 variations in the middle. You know, you're getting on for about at least a thousand tracks, I think, to sync up. And you've got to do all of that yourself. Could you just explain what the click is all about for people who've perhaps not encountered the term before? Yeah, sure. So the click is, it is actually a click sound. It's like a metronome. And so the way we've done it for this, um, Alexander Shelley went away and played the whole piece um, on his piano and he recorded himself playing it. And then he sent that recording to me um, and I put the click on it. So it's, it's literally like a metronome noise. And when people play at home, uh, that's their reference point because obviously they haven't got a conductor, they haven't got the other people around them telling them where to play. So they have their headphones on um, and they basically play along to that click. How has the process of bringing all of that together gone for you so far? Because I know you're still well into the production process. Yeah, I mean, we're sort of still at the beginning of it, really. But what we we did, the, the theme, which is the opening movement, and the finale, which is a, a big um, fugue for the whole orchestra, 
we did those two sections first and they're put together and more or less sorted out. There's a, few, a bit of tweaking to do. And then I spent quite a few hours earlier this week doing the click tracks for all the variations. So those are now out with the players. The players are recording those. They're kind of coming flooding back in now and I'll gradually put those together. And actually, I put all of the audio tracks together and then basically have to do the same thing for the video. So everyone sends an audio track and a video and the videos then have to be synced up to that combined uh, audio track. So the whole thing actually kind of has to be done twice. Well, it's an incredible project to be taking on. Uh, good on you. I would imagine that the rest of your lockdown period is already spoken for, isn't it, Matt? Well, certainly the next few weeks, maybe hopefully not months, but um, we shall see. Well, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you when you come up for air and daylight. And in the meantime, good luck with the rest of the editing process. Great. Thank you very much. That's Matt Knight. So when will this all-new performance of such a well-loved piece finally see the light of day? Here's Alexander Shelley again. Well, um, the music is being uh, finished up right now. The recording has been, is being finished up right now. Um, the uh, Britain Estate and Boozy and Hawks have signed off on the narration. Um, so that's great. And in the coming weeks, we're going to be releasing snippets to sort of whet people's appetite. And uh, the idea is currently that uh, mid-July... Uh, we'll do a sort of countdown and then release uh, with a YouTube premiere and Facebook premiere, a uh, Facebook Live. Uh, we'll release uh, the finished version, and I and I hope that lots of people will tune in and enjoy it. And uh, I hope also that this can become a useful resource for schools because if 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 we are able to put this together the way that we intend, it could be a fun way for for young people, as it says on the box, so to speak, uh, to to learn about the orchestra um, in in the current environment. And what a lovely timeliness, given that it is 75 years this year since The Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra was first penned. So right. you've got a fantastic anniversary and a milestone upon which uh, to build this new recording with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. I can't wait for the whole thing to be ready. And uh, long, long may that kind of development in the arts continue. A real pleasure yeah. to talk to you today, Alexander. Good luck with the project. Thank you for having me. My thanks to Alexander Shelley and to Matt Knight for their time in this special edition of RPO Extra, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra podcast. For more information about the work of the RPO, both on and off stage, just go to the website www.rpo.co.uk. And don't forget, you can also join in with a host of activities currently put out by members of the orchestra under the umbrella title of RPO at Home on all the major social media platforms. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.